0: And welcome to for The Love of Beer podcast. I am Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend, Mark Carley-Johnson.
1: Hello, and tena Vistilin May God give
0: you health to you all. Oh, okay. Uh, we're back on our bucket list today. Um, for those of you new to the show, myself, Mark, are on a quest to drink 100 different beers in 100 different countries in accordance with a beer bucket list that we both received as gifts about oh, 18 months ago now. Um... We're on beer number, oh God, must be about getting on for 70 odd now um, out of the 100. Uh, yeah, well, a
1: bit of a confession to make with that, as I think we said possibly about two or three episodes that we were on 70, um, but I'd miscounted. We had a promise of getting the Egyptian beer, didn't we? And for some reason, I'd already ticked that off the list, which goes against my usual process. Yeah. Um, so now I think we are down to about 28 left to go once we've done these these few that we've got in stock in a moment.
0: Um, we are a podcast that admits our mistakes.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, full of U-turns, just like the government.
0: <laughs> so um, we're we're back on Zoom because obviously uh, coronavirus still has not gone. Um, in fact, if anything, in this con- in the UK, it's getting worse. So um, myself and-, and Mark are kind of um, uh, stuck. Uh, well, we're still going to work. Um, but as long as we're, uh, apparently, as provided we're either earning money or spending money, um, we, we have no chance of catching it. Um, whereas yeah, if you... leisure activity that doesn't involve um, making money or earning, uh, uh, spending money or earning money, then, then we're in danger. So um, for our own safety, um, we are recording this because this is a not-for-profit podcast. Um, we're not earning anything uh, from doing this, um, which therefore makes us rife. For a ruin mm. uh, the eyes of our government anyway uh so how are you doing by the way mark with the with the, with, the, with the whole thing are you how are you coping mentally
1: uh, I'm getting really pissed off with it now to be quite honest with you I, it's gone on too long it's driving me fucking mad I had a week off work last week um didn't do anything except pack the house we're moving house obviously um or not so obviously for all those listeners out there that don't know but anyway we're moving house I spent the Whole week packing everything in boxes and doing nothing. I should have been meeting three mates, like previous, you know, colleagues from previous workplaces. Didn't get around to doing any of that, and I'm just sick of it, absolutely sick of it now. Um, so I mean, lockdowns don't appear to be working, do they? So, anyway, we're going into another one. So, I work yeah, in we're Manchester,
0: yeah. We are not we're not experts on this or, or anything, but my only, my only thing that I've kind of resigned to is that you know whether it's another lockdown or not another lockdown i i'm I'm kind of at the point where anything we do at this point unless there's decent contact tracing um say a local level i don't see how any any locking down really makes much of a difference in terms of getting rid of it you can you can kind of reduce reduce some of the strain on healthcare by doing it briefly but then you just end up back where you started because you're just gonna people are just gonna end up in the same situation I mean to try I mean, this and is this has
1: been going on for seven months hasn't it since the last one started and yeah. that was supposed to prolong it and sort of you know give us more time to be able to work things out and we've got nowhere in fact we've probably gone backwards and spent a lot of money doing it so but yeah. Yeah. hey ho one place that um, does seem to be doing all right with it. At the moment, though, is Ethiopia.
0: Which, uh, oh, beautiful segue, which is, um, yeah. which is our beer, which is the beer that we're drinking tonight. Now, uh, yeah. those of you that are, uh, loyal listeners that have been through that process may have heard a story um, back uh, in a previous episode where we were in London, and we did uh, spend a good chunk of time trying to get this beer bouncing around about four different Ethiopian restaurants and came up with, um, with Diddly Squat. Um, but mark you can you can uh uh enlighten the listener on how we did come about finally getting um simple. yeah
1: well, basically, I drive to work through um a lovely area of Manchester called Hume, um, near to where Manchester City used to play. um You may have heard of it it's an absolute shit all, <laughs> um but this main road into Manchester, Princess Parkway, there are about um four or five maybe Ethiopian restaurants and cafes and things like that. Um, you know, sort of aligned along this road, basically. Um, but it's really quite a busy road. It's not the easiest to park on. Um, and yeah, you know, I've never been into an Ethiopian restaurant before, so you know, it's not really my cup of tea. But anyway, a couple of weeks ago, um, I went into one of them on the corner, which is like the biggest sort of main one. Went in there, it was like a whole different world. It was, you remember how? pubs and bars used to be sort of 15 years ago you walk in and it'd be, just be like a plume of smoke coming towards you yeah it was like that because they had that many joysticks burning it was just like it was a complete fire hazard how they get away with that with Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue I do not know um, so anyway so I went in there he said no we don't have it come back in a couple of weeks so that was that thought no more of it was going to go back um, one of our friends of the show tried a shop in London it wasn't open blah 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 didn't work, but a couple of weeks back, um, or maybe last week, whatever it was, I happened to just on my way to work at like three o'clock in the morning. I just glanced across at one of these cafes, and it's got a really distinctive name. So when I got to work, nothing better to do because I was spare. I googled it, went through their page, blah blah blah. They have a Facebook page, and about two or three months ago, they were having a staff party, which is presumably family because it's yeah. it's a family run business. Um, and they were drinking St George beer. Hola! So on the way home, dropped in, um, walked in there. I was like, you know, I'm after St George. Blah blah blah. And she just looked at me. I was like, right, okay. And then she sort of looked to the left, and there's a fridge full of the stuff. So she was thinking, that oh, is like, what's what's so special about St George beer? We've got shitloads of it. Um, so that was that. So yeah, walked out with half a dozen bottles. Lovely chilled beers. Um I yeah, I quite fancy going back there actually, you know, if I've got nothing better to do than give well, it a go one day. Yeah, I might...
0: Um first I suppose. I mean it's uh the label's quite I mean fairly basic packaging, isn't it? Labeling's the yeah. labeling's it says obviously says premium lager beer on the label because virtually all of these beers do.
1: Yeah, I mean but if you took St George beer off the top of it, um and you add it on catchphrase and it was like a round of you know, name that beer. Yeah, you'd pretty easily guess that it's St George because there is a picture of a knight on a horse with, well, white with sort of red reins on it, isn't there? Um, slaying dragon. Slay—is he slaying the
0: dragon? Yes, it's St George slaying the dragon.
1: It is indeed. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. The good news—I can't see it right now, but I'm sure I've read somewhere it's a four point six percent beer. Oh no, it's not. It's four point seven. Oh hoy.
0: Right in your uh, in your Goldilocks zone, isn't it uh, just? Yes, exactly. So uh, exciting for you, because um, this is right in your sweet spot, generally.
1: Yeah, right. So this is a beer brewed by a firm called BGI in Ethiopia. They're a brewer and food maker and that sort of stuff. But according to the back, it's imported towards via Rome, interestingly. And there's a a contact details on here. Of said company, and it's a Hotmail email address, so it nice. doesn't get any more professional than that, does it? Say if 30 at hotmail.com. So, if you need any St. George and you're not anywhere near Manchester, um, yeah, there you go, Hotmail, give it a go. Right, there is obviously a warning on the front saying that excessive consumption of alcoholic beverages may cause health problems. So, on that note, don't drink too many and don't drink and drive. Um, but I think it's time we should in the bottle a quick open. A nice little yellow um, cap with what looks like the outline of a lion on the top of it. But anyway, BGI, Ethiopia. Let's give it a go. I've been reading some reviews of it today. It's
0: fine silhouette, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been reading some reviews of it today and they're not favourable.
0: So, I've not got such high hopes for this I, thing. I'm not expecting great things either, um, to be fair. But you never know. You could surprise. Here we go. Let's see what we uh, make of this. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> oh no, it's
1: not. It's not dreadful, but it's it's not one of the better ones that we've had. It doesn't taste premium for a start.
0: No, it's um. What, what's your first thought? It's it's. Uh, I mean, it, the one thing I will say, it's kind of it's fairly smooth. And it's not it's not a very gassy beer. Um, yeah. it, not yet. It, it's kind of a. I don't know how to describe it. I'm, I'm struggling a bit to describe it. It's um.
1: It's not got much flavour to it, has it? It's
0: it, it's not. I wouldn't say it's 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 watery, but at the same time, it's got a kind of a flat taste. Um, yeah. So it's more like a. I mean, it it tastes very low percentage, almost like a malt a malt type drink. Yeah. Well, it's. This
1: type of like it's a pale lager, um, so it's not our preferred pills or hells or anything like that. So I don't know if that has any bearing on it, but
0: it's not absolutely woeful on a on a thirsty. I mean, it's drinkable without being anything of note that I would I would kind of go back to. It's not. It's not... Uh,
1: this is one of the best-selling beers in, if not the best-selling beers in Ethiopia. So maybe it's brewed. With that in mind, you know, it's quite significantly hotter there than it is here. Um, so that's Great. maybe
0: when we did that, when we did the rounds around London, when we were going to all those different restaurants, they had Ethiopian beers like every Ethiopian beer under the sun, except for this one.
1: I know, yeah, maybe there's a reason uh, for that.
0: Yeah, you know, this round ends uh-huh. of- up in Manchester with a fridge full of them.
1: Yeah, maybe that's the only place that hasn't. Um, speaking of hot places, Dalol in Ethiopia. Is the hottest inhabited place on Earth, uh, recorded between 1960 and 1966, um, a 35 degrees centigrade average average temperature for those whole six years, and the daily maximum temperature or average is 41 degrees C. So when you go into Spain in the middle of summer and it's like 41, that's all year round there.
0: Because they're by the I mean, equator, right? So they're just, they're just—it's just
1: relentless, isn't it? They don't really. It must be. It must just be absolutely roasting. Um, I can't begin to imagine what it's like. I don't know if the whole country's like it. It's, it's quite a big place, isn't it?
0: That sort of heat would be tedious, wouldn't it? If you lived in that heat, it would just be tedious. Like, we, we, we're, we're, we moan about... We're obsessed with weather in this country. We moan about weather a lot. But we are lucky in a sense that we do have a mixture of weather. We don't, we don't get as much warm weather as we'd like, but that's why we... Brits always fuck off abroad and go on holidays and um, to, to, to get more sun. But we do get variation. We get, occasionally we get snow. We get, you know, we have, we have four defined people. Um, yeah, there is
1: a bit of everything, isn't there? Yes, yeah, um, you do get And sometimes there are quite extremes of it as well. So that's why we're not used to the extreme parts of it. You know, when it does get really hot here, we just can't cope with it. And vice versa, okay. when it snows, people can't drive.
0: We can't cope with any extremity. If it's too hot, we can't cope. If it's too cold, we can't cope. If it snows, we can't cope. There's no, heat. I mean, around as we are about now, it's
1: you know we're, we're doing all right, really. You know, apart from the obvious,
0: we're we're a room temperature nation. We are, yeah. I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> Have you got your heating on yet? By the way, I'm uh, oh, shut my radio. No, no. I think uh, I think the wife has relented and has used it a couple of times which I was not happy about because I, I'm personally not a believer in touching it until November.
1: No, no. We're, what are we now? The 20th of October, is it? Or something like that? I mean, time is pushing on, but this is not the time for central heating yet, is it? Um, but interestingly, right, one of the good things about the heat in Ethiopia is that it provides a good training ground for their runners. Um, as you may well know, they have a very strong heritage Um, in long distance running Um, so in 19 um, I'll come back to that because I can't see it on my face no (laughs) there we go right 1960 Okay, Abiba Bikila was the first black African to win Olympic gold Um, he won the marathon at the 1960 Olympics he was only a late entrant into the team because of an injury to whoever should have been running it anyway um, and he ran said marathon barefoot. Ow.
0: Shit, drop the phone then. That, was <laughs> a, that was such a, such a, uh, like a, a, a mic drop um, fact that you, uh, that you literally dropped your mic. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, barefoot. How good's that? I mean, what a guy. He won
1: it by 20 something seconds as well. I mean, that is some achievement, isn't it?
0: Um he fought, you a, Yeah. You need a pumice stone or something after that, wouldn't you imagine?
1: Oh, it. yeah. Um, four years later, he won the marathon again again, and therefore became the first person in history to win the Olympic marathon twice. Um, so going on from that, I wondered why Ethiopia has such a strong um, record with long distance running there doesn 't seem to be any proper research into it there 's quite a lot of assumptions being made really but logic, um, the gen-
0: yeah without stereotyping, if you apply logic. Yeah, some of the um, less developed African countries that 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 produce—I'd say Kenya's not necessarily. Kenya has has um, it's you know it's not third world or anything, but you have countries where by a lot of the time your mode of transportation is yourself. There's, There's not much else other than if you want to get somewhere, you've got to get there yourself.
1: Uh, that was one of the things that was said, is that they're used to running and walking from a very early age, you know, like long distances. So maybe that is one of the reasons for it.
0: You know, there, you'd hear stories that um, even footballers, I think Sadio Mane is from Senegal. And there was a thing I read um, not too long ago that I you was know, a different country to Ethiopia, I think it's the other side of Africa, but where you'd have to, you know, it'd be sometimes it'd take you two, three hours to get to school. Wow. Exactly. So they'd have to walk there. So imagine how much it takes up just getting to school, then get back to school. Um, so, you know, I guess if you've got, um, you know, if you're fit and healthy and, healthy, um, and you can run, cover those distances, you, you know, how much time do you save in a day if you can get from A to B if you can run rather than walk?
1: Well, maybe there's a market for Range Rover there to um, go and start selling cars in Senegal in Ethiopia because then the mothers would be able to take the kids to school in half
0: the time if they had Range Rovers in which to do it <laughs> Well but I think we need to need to balance the um balance the uh was it the poverty gap around the world first before um, more Africa yeah we'll drive around in, in SUVs but yeah is, oh going has gone out. oh <laughs> excellent
1: ooh that's scary
0: Tell yeah. it's nearly Halloween can't you <laughs>
1: Apologies to listeners online here, but a bit uh, of a Phil's <laughs> line. Yeah, Phil's having some issues it's with the lighting situation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, recent runners, um, Kenanita Bekaeli, Bekele Kity, K- um there's loads of others, are fantastic runners. Um phenomenal, lots, lots better than what we get over here. But yeah, it's seemingly it's Gabri- the height.
0: Was see he some Ethiopia? That's the one I always remember as a kid. Haile Gabri Selassie was an absolute don, wasn't he? Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's mid-40s now, but he only retired a few years ago, didn't he? Um, but he yeah, he's... he's
0: old his entire... Whenever I remember watching him on telly, he always looked old.
1: He's like he that, was, that football player from Nigeria, the one that was like 16, but he looked like he was you know 56.
0: Um, yeah, what was his name? Played for I can't him. remember. They always said... Yeah. He had, remember semi Martins? He was a Nigerian that played for Newcastle into Inter Milan. Yeah. They, they always said he lied about his age as well. He was a lot older than he, than he left. Really? Why would the
1: why would they lie about it? I don't see what reason they had to lie about that.
0: You get your move. So if you're playing if you're playing sort of low level football and you get scouted, um, because obviously documentation, you know, you can it's probably easier to kind of blag your, your documentation. Um, and you can you know, pass yourself off as being younger, therefore a big club is more liable to take you at nineteen. If you say you're 19 when you're actually, you know, 24, 25, mm. you're more likely to get obviously into, into their youth systems and all, all of that. Don't forget, famous African blagger. Do you remember the story of Ali Deer? Nothing to do with Ethiopia. Remember Ali Deer?
1: Not really, no. So uh,
0: back in the mid 90s, um, you know, George Weah, now president of Liberia, former Theatre um, mayor of the Year, Ballon Yeah. So, um, Ali Dia was supposedly the cousin of George Ware. So Graham Sunez was the manager of Southampton at the time. I think about ninety six. It might be ninety seven. Um, gets a phone call. Guy saying, "We've got, um, we've got this lad. He's George Ware's cousin. Do you fancy, um, do you fancy taking him on, taking him on trial or whatever?" So they brought him in, signed him, um, and the guy had 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 barely played football in his life. He he, he managed to on his way. Into the Southampton team and even made a first-team appearance. He got subbed. Wow! And soon as stuck him on the bench, and I can't what happened in the game, um, but he got subbed on, and it's notoriously one of the worst ever Premier League performances by by an individual. He I'll came have, to have a look at that. and was just absolutely awful, and then it obviously wound out that they found out he was a fraud and, and, and got moved on. But I think he played. Wow played for, for another club but yeah that's the story of, of Ali Dia sorry nothing to do with Ethiopia that was a tangent but, but...
1: Uh, no yeah sorry the the young old guy is called Joseph Minala um, he does still play at Lazio but he's now on loan for Chinese club Qingdao Um and he's not Nigerian he's actually Cameroonian okay. um, so yeah there we go um, but right speaking of football um, Ethiopia going back to the country we need to um, won the African Cup of Nations in 1962 but have basically been piss poor at everything else since. They qualified uh, for non, for no other African Cup of Nations until 2013 um, when they qualified for it again, but um, obviously they didn't win it. Uh, their record loss, just to put a perspective on how bad their football team is, was in 1992. They lost 13-0 to Iraq. Um, so there you go. What year? 1992
0: that was. That's like right in the Gulf War. Yeah.
1: Piss poor, that, it.
0: So, um, I'd imagine Iraq probably weren't playing a full-strength team.
1: I would not imagine so. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I've got some better facts for you, though. You're going to like this. What? what do you know about time in Ethiopia?
0: Uh, what was in their time zone or time in general?
1: Well, gets better than that. They're the only country in the world um, to use the twelve-hour time system um, that counts, you know, obviously, our time starts from midnight and midday. The twelve-hour yeah. system—they're the only country that do so from dusk, dusk to dawn. Um, their twelve-hour days start at six o'clock in the morning and six in the evening. Why? Wow! Yeah. What is the point in that?
0: Well, I could see the sense in it. So, so, okay, so if it's 7 o'clock here, UK time, Greenwich Mean time. Yeah. Here will be what? Three hours ahead? Yeah. So it should be 10 p.m. in Ethiopia. Yeah. In Ethiopian time, it would be four in the afternoon. No, four four in the morning.
1: It's just all over the place, isn't it?
0: I don't even know. I'm trying to figure that out. It's, it's melting my brain. That is twisting my. mind. They don't
1: observe daylight saving hours either, so their clocks won't be we, going back this
0: weekend. Do all countries do that? I know we do it, and the Americans
1: we do it. Everyone does it. Yeah.
0: What does that mean? I, I, that must fuck up time everywhere. It must do, yeah. Because we're on Greenwich Mean Time, and a lot of people obviously adjust themselves from we're like the inventors of time. Um, so everyone sets themselves in Greenwich Mean Time. So when we fuck about and go an hour forward an hour back, does the rest of the world just like, shrug their shoulders and just carry on as normal, or do, do others adjust? I don't know.
1: I don't really understand how it works, to be honest with you. Um, um,
0: you any just... more the, with the wartime thing, wasn't it? That was done to just give us some extra farming time, wasn't it?
1: Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but it gets better about their time. Um, did you know they have a different calendar to us?
0: Right, what month? They
1: have a, th- yeah, they have a thirteen-month calendar, so they are somewhere around seven years behind us. Um, they didn't celebrate the new millennium until the eleventh of September two thousand and seven. What? Yep, yeah, seriously. Google it. It's it's bizarre. Um, they oh. have a t- completely different calendar to us.
0: What? So they're how many years behind are they? Seven. They're
1: seven years behind us. Seven years behind us. Christmas is celebrated in Ethiopia on the seventh of January. What? Chapraji. It's some must be something to do with um, the way the calendar is laid out. Was it's thirteen months?
0: So <laughs> it's what, fucked that, up, in not it? Celebrate Christmas there.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a Christian country oh, predominantly.
0: Also, right. oh, my ignorance. I thought it was. A, I thought it'd be a Muslim country. But-
1: no, they're not. You know, um,
0: I suppose that explains St. George, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: And if they are a Muslim country, I
1: do apologize for offending you, but as far as I worked out this morning, they are a Christian country. It
0: makes sense uh, because they share our patron saint along with a few other countries as well.
1: Yeah. We but how it. bizarre is that? It's like everything sort of that we've come to know about just time and everything is just completely fucked up. I think even so though
0: stand up in Ethiopia, I think you'd be pretty confused.
1: I mean, they do time different and not content with that. They do calendars different as well. I mean, think how much more it must cost to produce paper calendars in, in Ethiopia.
0: But having said that, the one advantage of that, of being an Ethiopian living in Ethiopia is you get an extra month in the calendar, depending on what type of... And I don't know if you've ever had a, a, um, a risque calendar. You know, they used to do the... Do you remember Pirelli? Pirelli calendars? You oh, start yeah. In and, and you'd have, get like, like your favourite celebrity or whatever or model or what have you one extra month extra month of tits that is a
1: very good point yeah you can't okay. fault that can you
0: yeah it's not all bad
1: no right so this then got me thinking
0: but on a minute sorry just, I, I just before we let go of the whole time thing how do birthdays work and how the ageing so is Haile Gabri Selassie because he's seven years behind the rest of us is he actually like 29 or something? Well, I don't know. But so how, how, relate- do define, how do you define your age, if you're Ethiopian, if their calendar, the days are different, the calendar, they're basically living on a different planet?
1: They are. So related to that, the life expectancy, I then Googled, in Ethiopia is 65 years. Um, but that's put down to poor sanitation and healthcare. But
0: is but- that in Ethiopian years or our years? Is it like, like exactly.
1: Dog- Exactly. So is that something to do with the way that their years are counted, or what? I don't know. I really don't know. I have no
0: idea. Is that the same to us or not? Is that really going on? It's weird, isn't it? I don't get it. It's completely. I mean, that's. I hope the listener is as is bra- his brain is as scrambled as mine is right now. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to to have to deal with this kind of input on a, on a.
1: No. So. Moving on from that, yeah. what came up on Google then when I was Googling, you know, like life expectancy, this, that and the other, one of the um, the suggestions came up was what is a good age to die? Um, <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on it? Well, how, and, how- I'll, and, and I'll tell you in a minute what um, this guy's um, piece about it suggesting would be a good age. But I, um, so
0: I look at it, is I, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of dying. Um, I think I my time. What I the only the only thing the only thing that I touch wood across everything is that I don't want I don't want to I don't want to die um, having lost my mind. I don't want to have like I don't want to die through dementia. I don't want to die. Yeah. Not being able to recognize you know my family and and things like that. Not, to not be able to remember um Ocarini's 96th minute um, you know, winner in the most side derby in 2018 no, nineteen, sorry, 18. Um can't remember that, the year now you are, yeah, I know <laughs> really um, but so as long as I'm in a, a reasonable physical shape that I'm mobile um, if I get to my mid-80s I would happily call it there because I think by the mid-80s once, once you go into your 90s it's like you're only really hanging on for a letter from, from the Queen, but it won't be the Queen by the time I, I would get there. Because um, that was, my granddad lived to 97 and he was kind of, hanging, wow. he was hanging on for a letter from the Queen and he, and he missed it by three years. Because um, his, his wife, my, my grandma, she died, in, she died uh, 17 years before him. So you now, that's a long time on his own, and not it? On it on for a long time by himself. Um, we just kind of trundled on. He, he was pretty healthy up, up until he was about ninety-four. He was really healthy. He still drove a car. Uh, Jesus. Fiat Panda until some. Um, some he used to park it on. I know this is a mass, massive, massive um, tangent. He used to park it on a little grass verge, um, in, the, in the little town where he lived, and uh, some youths. Um, tip tip so basically you, know, you only drive locally so go and get like a paper or go to the butchers or whatever anyway he comes back walks down um, out of his bungalow and sees his Fiat Panda basically upside down oh, <laughs> and that's the end of that. that was that was that was the end of him driving basically I'm going to laugh but I can't help it
1: <laughs> I bet he left it in but he left it in first on
0: the hill as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, well, I don't know. It probably would have, yeah. I think he was... Proper in, old school, that, yeah. A bit doddery, but to, to be fair, he was... Uh, he was... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Swarly missed. He was great it Was uh, Grandad Charlie. Um. So, uh, where were we before I went on? So, uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, 85. It... I'll 85, able-bodied, compass mentis. That'll do. 85 in my sleep.
1: Well... This guy suggests 75, which is not very old at all, is it? I mean, by the time we get there, we're not going to retire till 69, 70. So you're pretty much dead anyway when you retire, aren't you? So anyway, yeah, moving on from death.
0: Um, I mean, another thing as well, I guess it's proximity. So it d- 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 depend on if I ever become a grandparent. So if my kids ever have kids, maybe I would reassess my original. I don't know. Yeah your grandparent, even if you're, even if things are a bit shit for you, you kind of, all your joys is, is through the prism of your grandchildren. So maybe that, maybe that might offend. Them.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to look after them all the time and give them back. Yeah. That's just yeah, positive, isn't
0: it? Five though seems too young. No, I'd rather, I'd, I'd like to, unless I was in a real shit state at 75 and I'm just like, just, taking it to and just you know, put me down. Uh, a
1: few other little tidbits about Ethiopia for you. Um, and then we shall rate the beer. Um, right.
0: Well, when, when do you want to die, and how?
1: Probably mid eighties. I do wouldn't it. Yeah. Um, nothing painful. I think that's about the best you would hope for, isn't it? Yeah. And no suffering.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. So yeah. On that note, <laughs> um, third fastest growing economy in the world behind China and Myanmar. Is
0: Ethiopia.
1: Yep. Yeah. Didn't that's expect bad. that one, did you? Largest and trade? most popular. What are they trading?
0: What are they trading that's getting them to that point? I wonder.
1: I have no idea. If you wanted that kind of information, you should have told me this this morning when I was Googling. <laughs> <laughs> I've not cool. got that much yeah. stuff off.
0: Well, there's a detail, that's a whole sheet of A4. It is, yeah. I sat um, writing it in them. That's a lot more research than we normally come to an episode with, which is normally. I
1: sat writing it in the mess room at work this morning and people <laughs> were looking at me, so I sort of covered it like I was doing an exam. Yeah. Um, So, like, to stop people looking, so they don't want them to get ideas, you know. Um, So, largest and most populated country in Africa, uh, birthplace of the Rastafarian movement. Really. The Jamaican Rastafarians started in Ethiopia, mate. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: Um,
1: Ah. And then segueing nicely back to the beer, um, founded by a Belgian, uh, who then sold it to a German company. Um, It used European imported ingredients up until um, the Germans then sold it to an Ethiopian company, BGI in 1952, Um, and it was owned by uh, a majority owned by Emperor Haile Selassie, not Gabriel Selassie, Haile Selassie, the Rastafarian, uh, sorry, Rastafari Messiah and a big time leader of Ethiopia. He sounds like a right bastard when you Google him. Um, So. so, Yeah, basically. Cool. In fact, no, it didn't start as that, because it started out as a Belgian and then a German one. So it's not really big.
0: Now it's in Rastafarian hands.
1: Um, Well, no, because he's dead. Um, So it's just owned by this BGI company. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Haile Selassie's one gone. Um, So it's just left down to BGI, and I think they're doing a bit of a shit job, to be honest with you. If this is the best that Ethiopia can come up with, then I don't think they're doing very well. It's certainly not going to make the ambassador's reception, is it?
0: No, no, it's not. It's not. But then, an Ethiopian beer. I'm not being snobby here. It's not my personal. Because I like, I like, you know, common people beers. You know, beers for the working man or lady. Yeah. (coughs) Uh, Or uh, whatever you uh, identify as. Um. But uh, yeah, this this wouldn't wouldn't pass muster. You can't you know, the ambassador's got all these foreign dignitaries, he's got his frère rocher. You can't imagine um, a pyramid of frère rocher next to next to this, you know, beer the way it's presented. I'm sorry, it's just not it's not it's not Um the taste sensitive or anything, it's just there
1: I found a um a massive bar. When you look on google it came up with the trip advisor thing which it said was the brewery of st george Bay, but it's not it's actually this massive warehouse it's basically just a huge bar that knocks out st george there's something well it, it said 50 us cents um so i mean it's dirt cheap over there i mean this cost me i think it was about 350 or four pound a bottle um it's come a long way i'll give you that But and it was worth doing as a one-off um, but I won't be going out of the way to go and get another one.
0: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in a hurry. To drink again. I mean it's not, not terrible by any means. When we get to scoring it in a minute, um, but uh, no, nah, it's not. It's not really uh, blowing my skirt up. Uh, barbecue beer, probably not either. Um, I mean, if
1: it was cheaper, I'd maybe get a few in. It'd probably be a good talking point. I, mean, I feel like Ethiopia is quite an interesting country.
0: Yeah. Um, and the, the time,
1: time and calendar thing is a whole conversation. That's a good barbecue conversation to That's be fair. Great,
0: great conversation. And uh, yeah. there's the St. George connection as well, which is the thing that kind of ties, that ties it into, uh, into our culture, which I suppose mm. is a broken point. Um, it's just a shame the beer doesn't really elevate itself to the level of, of probably our... I mean, our best African beer is is Jewel Brew from Gambia. Would we say, yeah,
1: it's still hanging on there, isn't it? By a long way,
0: really. It Doesn't really touch that. I mean, it's not terrible by any means, but it's not it's not at that level.
1: No, and it's not provided with with any decent um, titles for the next show either. I mean, the last one, Fisting Clarkson, was unbeatable, really. But you know, there's nothing that's Stuck out about this episode really It's just been a Bit of an A uh, bit bit yeah. like Urzus It's just an, uh.
0: I prefer I probably prefer this to, Do I prefer it to I probably do It's probably the easiest drink cause it's, uh, Yeah I, I do Yeah Um, I'd uh, rather have this else personally else? But, have, you, have you exhausted your A4 sheet of paper now? Is there anything else on there? Yeah I'm,
1: I'm done I rate, am done Rate it and fuck off I think we should yeah I think the view the listeners would probably thank us for that
0: we're gonna go, we're gonna go fingers
1: Yeah, we're gonna go fingers it's, uh got, it's gonna be an online fingers isn't it again
0: yeah finger you through the internet yeah Ready? Three, two one five you've gone for a six yeah uh, yeah, five and a half actually you know what i'll give it a six
1: I think it's probably worth a six in my opinion
0: no, I'll go with six
1: you we've know, had back much back worse
0: on it's not. It, I've kind of, I've kind of accepted it for what it is, and it's you know it's it's fine. It's just not, it's
1: not dreadful, is it? Yeah. I
0: would say it's not offensive or anything. It's not like one of those you like. Oh god, this tastes like piss. It's just nah. it just doesn't. It lacks. It lacks some of the the special things, those sort of intangibles that that we get from from the best beers. Yeah. It, doesn't have that. it just doesn't really inspire much. <laughs> so much in my, in my loins. Anyway, socials, where can people find us?
1: Uh, at FTLOBpod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to give us a follow, like, and um comment as well. Not comment, leave a review, that's the word, yeah, on probably, Apple Podcasts.
0: Apparently that's important. Yeah. So let's get some more of those.
1: Yeah, uh, although I had a, a message on Instagram this morning offering to get something like um 5,000 downloads on Apple Podcasts. Um, I thought, ooh, pricked my interest up for two hundred US dollars. I was yeah. going to humour him, but then I got bored. Then I was busy at work at that point.
0: You get so um, many messages like that from Twitter, Instagram followers, and email, whatever. It's yeah, like,
1: it's great. Yeah,
0: I mean, never. It's always like I can promote your podcast. It's never someone that that speaks decent English. It's always like broken English. The message is like grammars all over the show, and it's just like I can't, I can't tell so
1: you. when and when you actually reply to them and say hello, just to humour them and you know, go along with it and see what fun you can have with it, they don't yeah. fucking reply anyway. So what's the point in bothering them in the first place? So I've been trying to do that for the past couple of weeks now, trying to get someone you know, on board. But
0: just run out and try and reel, reel one in.
1: Yeah. you know what, Joe does. I want to become famous for that, really. You know, it would make a great episode, but none of them are
0: playing. Perhaps they've sussed me out. So, uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back uh, at some point. Um, obviously, the, the coronavirus situation means that we could be on Zoom for the foreseeable, and uh, we do have a few beers lined up, so we do have some beers there, and hopefully another couple in the pipeline. Um, yeah. Obviously, things are just going to be fluid, so we'll try, if we can, and get something out every, every couple of weeks or so, if we can, um, just bear with us. We're not really, at this point, we're not really in the game the game in a, a, a series at the moment. It's more just an ongoing thing now there's not going to be a series three. I think series two will just be it's just gonna never go. end It's just it, yeah. I think just a bit of <laughs> I don't know why we even did a series one, series two. This should just just be one big blob of podcasting that just never ends. Maybe we just do it. That was good. And anyway, then over. Yeah we'll do that. Right, everyone stay safe wherever you are in the world. Um and uh, and yeah we'll be back hopefully very soon with a brand new beer for my bucket list. Thanks very much. bye everyone. All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast